0: Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio.
1: We are back. Oh, here hey. we Go again. Episode four. Welcome back, Jen Bellina. You were away last episode. I
2: was. I Where was I? Cheerleading. You were cheerleading in competition. You weren't right. cheerleading.
1: Your daughter was. Cheerleading. My daughter was. Cheerleading. No, cheerleading, yeah. she was cheerleading. I
2: was yes. cheering her on. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Yes. yes. Yeah. I yeah, would actually love was to watch totally you do that. Totally outnumbered. I know you were, and yeah. I was totally bummed. <laughs> <outnumbered. laughs> I didn't get to meet Gayton. I a Bummer.
1: It yeah. was a, yeah. a. It was awesome. a great episode. It was. Yeah. It was really good. We got a lot of really great comments on it. So that's awesome. That's
2: awesome. And I did listen to it. I think you all did fabulous without me. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you. Never. Super fun. So I'm part of this Facebook community group of the little neighborhood we live here in Charleston. Yes. And I was on it last week and oh there was this photo of this dog <laughs> and he's really cute. He's red and he's got like this white line down his face. For, for those of you that don't know, we are big pitbull supporters. We yes. have two already. We have, we have two pitbull mixes. We have little Richard, little and Richard. And we have Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Dr. Tom Sawyer. Yes. And so, that this dog was found that was on Facebook. This dog was found on the interstate outside of Charleston. And this guy was coming back from a job and he picked him up and he took him to his wood shop here in Charleston. And they were like, if no one comes and adopts the dog, we're gonna have to take him to the shelter and this whole thing. And I was like, Oh no. And so I said, we're coming to the wood shop. So I get (laughs) Alan in the car we head over to the wood shop. And this dog is like, So cool. Like he's just hanging out. He's really friendly. He's personable.
0: And also he was really well taken care of. He had already been neutered. His nails. He he wasn't really skinny. He had been fed. Um, He just, he hadn't been chipped. So there was no information. He didn't have any tags on him. Um, And he was the nicest dog that really we had ever Encountered,
1: yeah. So I was like, Let me go back to the house. I'm gonna get Sawyer because Sawyer's like the one we would like introduce first to see if it works out. Yeah, so we went and got Sawyer, went back to the wood shop, and they like loved each other. They humped a little bit, it was perfect. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
3: that's
4: how you know, just like humans. That's how you know, yes.
1: (laughs) And so we've adopted
0: a third dog. So here's the deal uh, going back to the whole humping thing, um, Huck uh, sure, uh, sure likes to hump. He, uh, he's a
1: humper. Like I, I'll be like laying on the sofa and all of a sudden he's like laying next to me. Then I'm like, what are you doing? He's he gets like me. I don't like,
2: understand. Like, why do dogs do that?
0: Uh, I don't know, but they give you the weirdest face. And then they're like, "Ah, <laughs> huh, ah, uh, uh, yeah. You good? I'm okay. And you're like, okay, get off me. Get off me. What are you doing?
1: It's gotten better. So we're like, what, a weekend now? And it's, the humping's gotten way better, but all three dogs are getting along. Yeah. It is like. A zoo. A zoo at they the house. Zone. And yeah. it's like when you wake up in the morning and you go to like to the, the shower, it's like they, they follow you. They follow yes. everybody. I mean, yeah. They yeah. all
3: follow you. It's like a constant clown car. We have three. Yes. Yeah. And and two is a manageable number because you're you're usually two v two, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You throw a third into the mix and now you're totally outnumbered. And yeah. they do, they they move, they move like a little clown car pack and they follow you everywhere and they're bumbly. And and all of a sudden yeah. you realize how small hallways are uh-huh. and doorways yes. oh, yeah. are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: yes. they, like, knock me down. It's like they'll try to hit the back of my knees as I'm, you know, oh, yeah, in totally. the morning.
2: Yeah. So, I have two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they follow me everywhere. Like, I can't even go to the bathroom by myself.
1: Oh, man. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Like, yes. It's, You'll never yeah, be alone they, again. They, they like to be close.
0: Yeah. And going back to the humping, uh, we... Uh,
2: of course. <laughs> of course. The humping. That's the most important so, part here. So,
0: okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if everybody knows about the red crayon with... uh. With, with uh, dogs, with dogs, uh, male dogs, male dogs. Red they're famous. We yeah. call it the red oh,
1: crayon. The red
0: crayon. <laughs> I just saw yeah. lipstick. They're, they're the they're only genitalia. time
3: y'all are conservative yeah. is with dog genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> dog genitalia. It's a lipstick. Yeah.
0: It's, a li- it's a. It's, yeah, a, it's lipstick. a lipstick. It's a red lipstick. So, um, Richard and Sawyer, they are average they are they are super average <laughs> Huck, on the other hand he's hung he is
1: hung I mean, like a like like a horse like a horse <laughs> are we
3: having this dog? conversation we, we are it we're in is, this. <laughs> this is happening it is,
1: it is wild <laughs> it i mean it's is. like pretty shocking like
3: i was like coffee.
2: good for
1: you bud get oh, on out wish. there
0: yeah so i was like okay watch out i was like that what put that thing away
2: i don't even know what to say i don't
0: i didn't <laughs> either we we both I
3: mean, were, but, we is were that bo- a Problem? What were you doing about that? No,
1: no. There's no problem. I mean, he definitely doesn't have a problem with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, he seems good. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. seems completely So we have the three
1: dogs. It. We have Little Richard. We have Tom Soy, and We have Huck, of course, Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Finn. Oh. Yeah. So we have the whole gang. So how, is, it's-
3: how is Richard doing with all this? um
1: Richard. Richard, is- <laughs> well, Richard, Richard Richard was alone before we got Sawyer because uh-huh. we got uh-huh. Sawyer when we moved to Charleston, and Richard was like, "I live this great life. I'm alone. You know, I, I, I literally sleep, sleep all day." day and you know. we brought this idiot Sawyer into the picture. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sawyer is a black lab pit mix, so it's like, and he a, can
0: jump literally six feet up in the air. It's, 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 it's a
1: lot of energy. Yeah. And Ricky was like, "Okay, who is this fool?" Yeah. And then you add Huck into it, and Ricky every time <laughs> we like we, we keep the other two crated, and Ricky. Free, but like we let him out, Ricky will like look at you, like, What, what the, the hell, hell, is, hell going is that mess? Yeah. yeah, but he's good, he's like, He's Papa Bear and when they're in
0: the bed. It's hilarious because if Hutt gets too close, he'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's like stay away
3: yeah because we have we have a similar age difference among our pack mm-hmm. so we yes. have Murphy mm-hmm. who used to be the frothy beard brew dog he is very happily enjoying his retirement amazing um, and then we have Bear and Baloo who are similar in age so there's about a five-year difference between them and Murphy's like our crotchety old man yeah oh, you yeah. know and so he's, he's such a big walking hug but then anytime the other two get out of line, he's like, Get off my line.
2: Uh that's exactly what it is. like the old
0: grandpa on the porch. He's uh, like, yeah. Get off my line. Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. So look, we're big supporters of all the bully breeds. So you know, we've adopted everything. If you go to any shelter, it is overrun with bully breeds. I really have a, a bad rap that we have n- we have never found to be true. Oh, we've had not, at all. Great not at all. Not know that to be true. true.
3: It
0: is the dog owner, not the dog. Absolutely. I I firmly believe and, that.
1: Um, they're incredibly loyal. And so, if you're looking for a dog out there, definitely go to your local shelter. I really encourage you to look into the bully breeds. A lot of good you can do for them because they definitely need homes out there. Yes. So we Charles. love
3: animal society pet helpers two great organizations Mm -hmm. here in town yeah yeah
1: good stuff i am super excited about today's episode because she keeps our gym in business she She sure does does. (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. so we have greer gilchrist on from the harbinger cafe and bakery today and she cooks up some good stuff and a lot of our members go there and then they come to the gym to work out so it works out perfect so we'll be back shortly with greer
0: Greer, I am so excited that you are here with us on Rhapsody Radio. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm very excited, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think that you would walk into talking about
1: hung dogs, did you? Yes, I did. Totally yeah. expected. <laughs> so, so Greer goes to Rhapsody. Um, you've been with us almost from was, the beginning. Almost you've been there the quite some time with us. And she's a badass in the gym. She but is. then also, she owns Harbinger. Mm-hmm. Co Co-own. owned. Co owned. Co owns <laughs> Harbinger yeah. Cafe and Bakery up the street from us. Um, and we love it. We're there all the time. Yeah, we are. Completely obsessed with it. Yeah. What brought you to Charleston?
4: Uh, we came to Charleston actually because my business partner, all of her family is from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so her dad lives here, her brothers live here, her sister lives here. And it was sort of like, let's bring the family all together. So. Oh. Um, Cameron, and I wanted to open up the Harbinger, and she had to move here, so I just came with her. Oh, that's
1: cool. And you're from a bakery in D.C.?
4: I have worked at so many bakeries, but in D.C. with my brother, I did Mm -hmm. open up like a little um, cafe bakery, which has since closed down, Um, and that's where I met Cameron, actually, Mm -hmm. my business partner. Um, And from that point, my brother went on to open up this like massive food incubator in D.C. and all these little... Uh, cafes and i opened up like a little wholesale cookie shop
1: (laughs) she makes the best cookies okay (laughs) okay okay.
0: so wait we have to go before you started uh in in dc so how did you get into baking how did well like that where did it where where did that start
4: I think it started from the very beginning. One of my first cookbooks yeah. I still have and it's called like Children's Baking Book um, and I have I was really into American Girl Dolls. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Felicity. Molly. Uh, yes. Mo- I'm like oh, Molly. I'm so Molly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can <laughs> see, <laughs> you see really that. Are you yeah.
0: Felicity? <laughs> well.
4: but you would be Felicity for sure. That's hair. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Wait, who oh, would yeah, I be? Yeah. Who would I be? Well Probably also Felicity You're a brat you're, 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 you're like
1: a Bratz doll Oh, oh. Duh oh, that's not nice. <laughs> Are
4: you calling him Urban? Yeah duh. <laughs> Okay I, ha- I
0: have I'm to admit this my wee- but, like, wee- back
4: So when I
2: grew up We didn't have American Girl dolls I was like from the Cabbage Patch doll day Oh that's
1: super cute Were dolls porcelain back then?
2: Oh <laughs> You did not just say that <laughs> Oh
1: Oh, oh. <laughs>
4: uncomfortable.
2: Oh I mean, uh, the Cabbage Patch dolls were cute. What they had dick. the
4: dimples.
2: Yeah, and they had and the, the, the yarn hair. And the, and, and the yarn hair. <laughs> <Yes>. It's great.
4: <laughs> it's not really relatable to an American
2: girl doll. I, I agree. But I
4: agree. If you want to belong. I know, I know. So, so, you had American girl dolls. Yeah, I, I don't know why I brought that up. No, I love, I love it. I love <laughs> it feels relevant. I have yeah. a lot, and I could talk more about my doll collection. Yeah, let's... <laughs> <So> <laughs> or we could move on. That's I funny. would be thrilled,
1: <laughs> to. So baking, I mean, did anyone inspire you early on? Or did you?
4: Well, there's, like, actual footage. Of my mom and I baking together. We looked at old, like, Christmas videos mm-hmm. over Christmas, and there's so many of me just sitting on the counter while she's baking, and I always baked with her. Wow. Um, and then just for any event ever, I was always making something for it. Like even in high school for track meets or mm-hmm. uh, field hockey, I would always show up with so many cookies and treats and just so much stuff. I just always loved doing it. It was my favorite thing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what I say
1: about everything I've had of yours. It's you know, it tastes amazing, but it, it feels like it's made with love. Oh, oh always always. always. Yeah. And there and there's feels like there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there,
3: there a is there a, a signature treat? Is there something that you always make that you kind of go to? And what's what's the story behind it?
4: All of the cookies are for sure made with my mom and my dad in mind. Absolutely. Um, my dad growing up loves cookies so much. Um, and dad's, I feel like are, you know, dad relationships, I feel like are notoriously difficult and everyone's always like just trying to. Daddy loved me. All oh, right, daddy daughter dynamics. <laughs> so we'll go Tricky. into it, like yeah. daddy issues in a moment. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> another like, episode. <laughs> yeah, always making cookies for him. Like so, that really must be it where it all started. Because I was like, oh my dad likes cookies. Like I'm not great at football like my brother is, but I can make cookies. So uh, the cookies for sure that. But the one um, that I like the story the most is the pom bomb. Um, and it's it's Owen's favorite. It is Owen's favorite. Coach <laughs> Owen at the Co- gym. Yeah, Coach oh, Owen. Coach Owen. Do yeah. I have to say that. Yeah,
0: Coach Owen Bernstein.
4: Yeah. I'm sorry, Coach Allen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Coach Trinity, don't get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh,
0: that has a ring to it too.
4: <laughs> Can I go uh, by Queen? Yeah, Queen Princess. Uh, anyway, yes, I Queen need Mary My Bad Okay, Jen.
2: If you left out, okay. okay, I'm sorry. Back That's to your okay, story. I'm sorry, oh, um, distracted.
4: So pom the pom poms. bomb, it has a peanut butter base and my grandma and my grandpa. My grandma is so amazing and she's so special. She's still alive and she's amazing. She just learned to text. Um, yes. Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> And uh, we used to go to these big family reunions in Iowa. That's where my dad's extended family is from. And we stayed at this beautiful mansion that my grandpa grew up in, but they lost it in the Depression, and now it's a bed and breakfast. And every morning they would make these banana muffins that were so good. Um, I just have so many memories of sitting there with my grandparents and my brothers. So I made the pom-bom thinking of having those muffins. And the pom-bom is very different, but it started with the banana and wanting to make something that reminded me reminded me of those mornings in Kiyosakwa, Iowa. So, so so, what
2: ingredients are in that cookie? Because I've never had it. Yeah,
4: so it's actually a bar and it has um, its bananas and we make a chocolate ganache, Ooh. which is a very fancy word for mm. melted chocolate. Yeah, that's <laughs> favorite. Yeah. chocolate. Yes.
2: Ganache.
4: ganache. <laughs> you just wanted, I'm sorry, ganache. just wanted to say ganache. i I just wanted to Thank you, Coach Allen. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 And uh, coconut sugar, which is exciting uh, because I love coconut sugar. I like the flavor to it. Um, And then more chocolate and granola. And what's really exciting about it is we make uh, caramel with pomegranate molasses. And pomegranate molasses is so yummy. It has this really exciting, tangy flavor to it that you need to control with sugar. But so do you to get in on this? Yeah. yeah, no,
2: I was just I'm, I'm just I uh, do you make these cookies. Are they there every day or are they They're there every day? We yeah. yeah. OK, what time can do they go come go out of
1: tomorrow? the hour? <laughs> 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 no. So the move to Charleston happened and you created the Harbinger, which you mm-hmm. define as one that pioneers in or initiates a major change. And, and I think that's, that's so inspiring. And when I walk into your business, I see a lot of parallels of what we tried to create with yeah. our businesses, you know, a safe space that's comfortable. There was actually um, a review of your business on Google that said um, a sense of belonging is what they, is what they referenced in, in it said, a sense of belonging and incredible food. And I just love that feeling when you walk in. There's such a story behind that. So what was, what was the inspiration for Harbinger? And, and how did you go about creating that type of atmosphere?
4: Yeah. Um, the Harbinger is basically the culmination of all of the things I ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and Cameron's also. Um, we both, I mean, I have spent so many hours working at so many other people's businesses and helping mm-hmm. other people build their dreams. So finally, it was my chance to build my own dream. So I had this whole like Archive all the things that I ever wanted, and of course, whenever you work anywhere, you're, you know, the, you're the bratty employee who's like, "I'm gonna do this better." So I took all those things. <laughs> and was like, I'm gonna do this better. Yeah, I'm 100 sure all my employees are like, Ugh, "I can do this better than her." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the hierarchy. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so Cameron, from a design perspective, because she designed the Harbinger, mm-hmm. was so sick of, especially in DC, everything was just so like cold and um, masculine feeling mm-hmm. and it just seemed like things didn't have warmth or it was just like white walls everywhere and we just didn't want that and we really mm-hmm. did want you to come in and feel like you were at your mom's house or your best friend's house like this cozy little spot that you could hunker down in all day or like come with your family to eat or like bring your best friend just truly this little community spot that feels good and environment is so important oh 100% yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. I
0: mean every piece in the Harbinger Feels like it's its own special piece from the. Yeah, it's
4: so intentional. The, yeah, <laughs> everything from the table so to the
0: chairs yeah. to uh, the, yeah. the plant that's hanging in the, <laughs> the window seal. You yeah,
4: know? everything has such a thought and a whole history behind it. There is, I was training someone the other day and we spent an hour just going over two drinks, and the two drinks were just drip coffee and cold brew. But I was like, <laughs> <clears throat> I was yeah. like, I need you to understand all of our thought behind why we use this roaster, why we do this thing. I right. mean, there's so much behind everything, and you wouldn't think that there is when you just get a cup of coffee. But, but that in,
0: that's infused in the food that you're making. Yeah, and yeah, from yeah. every person that goes into to the Harbinger, you, you taste it, you see it, you feel it. It's mm-hmm. the entire experience.
1: But what I love about your food is it's nostalgic, but then it also has a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like you embrace you know, tradition and then you build your own from that and you have your own voice that comes out of that. We talk a lot about that, about, you know, writing your own story. We talked about that with Gayton last week. And so you put your own spin on it. So tell us a little bit about your cooking and, and kind of what your approach is.
4: Yeah. Um, I think obviously the most important thing behind food, behind anything you do, and I know I've spoken about this to you both before, but it's the heart that goes behind it. And if you cook something that has no heart, that's just like a trend, like you're just grabbing charcoal and putting it in something and being like, activated charcoal latte. Like, no one is going to care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and shade. eventually, oh, so uh, I
0: feel like we just it's went true. to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> true um it has no
4: longevity it's not gonna last because nobody really feels that powerful or passionate about activated charcoal because it's charcoal, um, <laughs> charcoal. except for santa because it gives it to bad boys yes <laughs> it is. i love it it is um <laughs> so behind everything we do especially the food there is a lot of heart. so there's i mean before i make anything it does all come from a story like everything is inspired by something either something i've eaten a memory i have with someone that i love um something my mom made a lot of times if i don't know what to do i'll talk with cameron and we'll like review her history of things that she's loved to eat um i really am really gluttonous in my approach to food so i really like to eat Mm -hmm. and so i have a huge arsenal of things i have eaten in my mind Mm -hmm. and that's very helpful with creating the recipes. Um, I mean,
0: just having you have having you been over to the house with us with our green egg um, (laughs) and just having you like make a side dish, it's truly awesome to watch you with the way that you just um, handle the food in itself, like just how delicate you are with like the lettuce that we're making for the salad. Yes. It's it's a, it's like an mm-hmm. artist with
1: it, it's an art form. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just what just, just a... as
1: you are with a coach in the gym, you know, right. we, we we always feel like we're failing if we're just coaching a class. Mm-hmm. You know, right. to really it is about an art form yeah. and, and detail and the experience and that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. And that's I, awesome. I yeah. think it's interesting because like the one day I was in having lunch and I saw Greer. She was in the back of the kitchen and she's so calm and she's <laughs> chopping cutting whatever she was doing back there and i was like wow i want to be like that i'm home just going <laughs> the same things every day. Like, so
1: side story jen did because jen you know she does nutrition and she did a photo shoot with our photographer that we use right. for the gym
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they were at jen's house and they had all the vegetables out and all this and jen's like there with a the knife like and they're <laughs> taking photos and finally, the photographer says jen yeah. I think we need to put down the knife. <laughs> 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 she
2: told you this story. didn't yes, she think? did. I'm thinking. Like, I don't remember telling you that. Yes,
4: I know everything, Put the knife down. Put the knife down. It's yeah. your therapy. You're like exactly, right. yes. Yes. exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like we're trying to like sell nutrition <laughs> to people, yeah. not scare but, but them But I do away. think it's really
2: inspirational because, like, for me, when I, I try to make different dishes, but I don't have that creativity of, Oh, I could use this spice or I could use this ingredient. And then I have like this beautiful, you know, dish in front of me. Like I have to follow like your recipe. Like I need you to write that down for <laughs> me and I follow it that way. So I, I really mm-hmm. think it's great that you're able to do that.
3: Or, so, yeah. or I find that we have, we have about five or six staple meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we yes. recycle, yeah. Cycle. Right. It's like, we got it right once and then we just <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep working with that. So t- talk to me a little bit about how you draw inspiration and and how you help other people draw inspiration in food and, and appreciate food at the level you do right so it's like it's one thing to go in and you have something that tastes good it's another thing to really experience a meal so how do you help your clients and customers do that
4: yeah I think one of the best ways to do it is to understand what you're eating and we're so lucky in Charleston because we have local everything mm-hmm. right even our salt is local like that's cool. We know the woman who makes the salt. That's so crazy. It's mm-hmm. not like that in most places. Yeah. So we're so fortunate for that. So I think when you know your farmers and we know all of our farmers, we even know our beekeepers, then um I'm then I feel like it's my duty. I, I know them, I owe it to them and the wonderful products that they're giving me to express that to the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really wonderful way to have people understand the experience of what they're eating is when they're like, this mm-hmm. lettuce is so good because of this, this, and this. Um, and then I also think simplicity is really important. So a lot of times this will be good for you, Mary Beth, because you're very fashionable. Oh. But you know <laughs> how um, there are, like that Chanel saying is like, before you leave the house, take off one, like accessory or something like you're yep. too done up girl I
2: don't <laughs> <any of> that.
4: <laughs> you would not be uh, wearing anything if you listened to I that i mean i would
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah um i think about that with writing recipes before i finish a recipe i always remove something so i think a lot of times things people think it's exciting to write a recipe or have a dish that has like 20 different things in it but then most likely you're not really tasting a lot of those flavors so mm-hmm. Once you really pare it down and let the, the produce or a few things really shine, then I think also the customer can understand it more because they're like, wait, I'm supposed to taste this, this, and this versus just having this really simple experience.
3: Right. Do you have one key ingredient? One thing that you just is a common thread that you tend to go to more often than others. That's just your, your fan favorite. Mm-hmm.
4: For sure. I have one. Um, okay. I don't know if I should admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, say so. Go okay. for it. But I'll, I'll redeem myself first <laughs> before I admit it. And say so I love tahini. So that's great, that's healthy. Everyone can get behind that. <laughs> but the real thing that holds my heart <laughs> uh-huh. is um Ken's extra heavy mayo. Yes. yes. It's so good. <laughs> I first discovered it
2: <laughs> when I was a
4: teenager working at Panera. And yes. I was like, what is this heaven? I would dip like baguettes and it it comes in like giant bowl containers yeah. into it. It's I've never so had good. it before. That's amazing. It's so good. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Speaking of ingredients.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk more about mayo? Yes, yes exactly. I'm a rep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm a rep. <laughs> so when we were setting up our business here in Charleston, we really talked about core values. Mm-hmm. So outside of the actual food and the experience that you have... What what were some of the core values that you and Cam discussed that you wanted you know your staff to live by, your menu to live by, and for you guys to live by as leaders of your business?
4: Yeah, we have three things that we always focus on, and we tell all of our staff this too. Is that most important is the experience, uh, customer service, and then it's actually food last. So if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're somewhere that's, you know, super. Uh, beautiful but people are rude to you but the food's great you still won't go back someone's rude to you and that sucks so -hmm. even if there's not great food somewhere but they're super nice to you and you like being there you'll keep on going back so having a great environment and having like a wonderful community feeling are the most important things to us. Mm -hmm. And we try to cultivate that actually first from within because if our staff is happy, then they're going to be so happy to be there and they're going to want to make everybody happy, Mm -hmm. which makes me think of you, Jen, and how you were like, Oh, great. You were so calm. And I'm over here like chopping like a maniac. (laughs) Um, but kitchens are so high stress and people can get so angry and emotional and reaction, reactionary. Um, and it was a huge goal of mine to make sure our kitchen was a really positive place where we, like, are efficient and we get stuff done. But there's never a reason to yell. <laughs> there's never a reason to be mean. Mm-hmm. And it's always... It's just teachable moments all the time. Right. Um, and, and then doing things that make our staff happy. Like, we have our cute little staff meals. And um, we make a lot of muffins together. Like little Aww. things like yeah. that. Yeah. I think make people feel happy and taken care of. And then when our staff is happy, then they're so yeah, happy. It gives everyone a piece their... of
1: ownership,
0: right? right? Yeah. Yeah,
4: which is really great. The and we do. As
0: important. Very important. The what? The buy
1: in. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And yeah. we try to do lots of good things for our staff too. Um to make them feel that they're somewhere that they're really valued. That's mm. that's great.
2: And I think I think it's also important too when when you're leading with your values, your employees will lead right behind you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're teaching them. And I think that's really important because not everybody um, has the same values, you know, because there's different importances with every person, right? So I think just leading that way naturally, it's a positive flow with the rest of your employees. I think that's pretty awesome.
3: Well, and you set the stage. Yeah. So you set the Mm -hmm. stage for your environment. And one of the things that I, I definitely am drawn to about Harbinger is that the environment is so calm mm-hmm. so you're clearly in your element cameron's clearly in her element and the the team is as well and that you know as someone who's usually coming in for <laughs> a business meeting or because mm-hmm. i have an hour in between appointments and, and i need to to kind of come down off that ledge mm-hmm. that's key and and that you can tell comes from the team and the environment you create mm-hmm. and i've just come to i've come to learn that that's led Right, that comes right. from leadership, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And and mm-hmm. you know, one thing I will say about our business and I've noticed in other businesses in town that, you know, sort of echo this, is that sometimes I have people call me and say, you know, what's been your key to your first year? And what what have you found success in? And I said, you know what, for us, fitness is secondary, just like food to you is last on your list. It's important. But it's not the most important. It's feel and vibe. Mm-hmm. And so especially at our gym, that's what we try to create. Mm-hmm. We try to create, you know, this community, this safe space that people can come into. And then fitness is like the the aftermath of all of that. And that's totally. how you get people coming back and back again.
3: Well, it also gives people the space to make their own experience out of it, right? Totally. So mm-hmm. in a CrossFit gym, in a bakery, you know, people come in and they have the freedom and comfort, and they feel safe and secure to hold that space however is meaningful to them. So whether it's going after a new PR or you know, hosting a meeting with a client, you've created that space that's intentional, but it also leaves people room to do what they want to do in it. And I think that's really where community stems. Completely. Just that, yes. that comfort in being you and coming to it as you are and whatever you need it to be.
1: Right. And Greer, fitness is super important to you as well. Well, here, uh, can, okay. So,
0: can we stop talking about Do you business? Want talking can about we humping? just okay? Back I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is great talk. But let's get down to real business. Okay, you had your two-year anniversary with Harbinger. Yeah. And you also didn't take a vacation for two years. Girl. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but
0: that's the, that's that's great. I want to know, Greer. You as a person, when you are outside of the bakery, outside of your (laughs) business, what turns you on? Like what gets you going? What gets you like, because I have my certain things that I do, like when I'm not in Rhapsody and I'm not like focusing on trying to get people in the gym and all that stuff, I have my certain things that like, I love to go out in my back and like. Prune my tomatoes off of my plant, oh my and, you know, sort stuff like that.
3: You're you are one step like away from matching tracks. So yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Too. yeah, but li- yeah, absolutely. I'm just joking. Wait, <laughs> what did you just say?
3: <laughs> no, no, we were going back. <laughs> yeah, we we're going we're back. Going
0: back. <laughs> we're going back. to the hung. We can't okay. fuels the fire. <laughs> but, like, know, what that, recharges yeah, you? Yeah. I like, yeah, what recharges you? What what lights your fire? You know, because you can get so bogged down into the business of being successful that then what helps you to press the reset button?
4: Um, I think a lot of, th- well, I guess not a lot of things. Um, just like community is so important in all of our businesses. It's really important in your personal life mm-hmm. um, and having a separate community. So my friends and my family are very, very important to me. So uh-huh. like meeting up with a friend, I have one really good friend and we go, on- AC, we go on long walks together AC. yes, <laughs> and that's really nice. Um, or I, you know, make a phone call with my family my, um, my family lives all around, but there are six of us in my immediate family. We've gotten to a habit of doing six way phone calls, which is really fun. It makes me so happy. Oh, that's um, so that's really wonderful. And then um, I'll love to read. I feel like this is a dating oh. app. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, we're actually about to app. go on a what, date what, what, right what your, now. Yeah. Okay. What's your yeah. favorite genre of books? <laughs> um, I'll. Uh, I love memoirs a okay, lot okay a lot a lot a lot um, and also cookbooks I read cookbooks like um, Cameron's always like I never knew that people read cookbooks like they were books until I met you I was just gonna say <laughs> that but yeah, yeah I do and cool. I like reread yeah. it and yeah. and like go to bed and I like wake up my cookbooks there I yeah I really like reading cookbooks Wow wow. And um, besides from going to your gym, I like to run. That helps me a lot. Like when I'm thinking through recipes, I have figured out so many recipes just from going on a really nice run.
1: (laughs) Greer's been my (laughs) running buddy some.
4: You run by choice. I do run by my not because I'm forced. Yeah. I was going to say not because these guys talked you into yep. it. No, no, no. I would love it if they would let me run with <laughs> them so, like, more. So, are you talking like long distance running or maybe a mile here and a mile there? Uh, this is going to sound really snobby, but I would not run just a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Get what a waste my of level. my time! Okay. Like, I'm running no. away from Gr- not running partners. Greer's a <laughs>
1: distance runner. I mean, how many marathons?
4: No, no, no half.
1: None. 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 <laughs> really?
4: <laughs> she really? She just truly. To she, like really she runs. She runs. I'm glad you think that about. She's me. a beautiful yeah.
1: runner too. Yeah. She has a beautiful runner. We I'm ran. A, it. We did a bougie <laughs> run the other day, and I call bougie running. This is this is my top. I don't I don't like to run in a circle, and I don't like to like have to run back how I ran out. So what I do is I have to run five miles or ten miles. I run literally five or ten miles out, and then I Uber back. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's like that's like my new thing I've been doing in Charleston. I'm sorry. I just have to take a moment and just
0: tell you, uh, when Trinity was just telling that story, Lindsay's space was priceless. Lindsay, <laughs> it's our sound engineer. Uh, that was awesome. She some- was like, what the
3: hell Damn. that's a yeah. lot well, like the face we get from the uber driver yeah. driving us back He's okay like, yeah,
2: what? well the, yeah. remember that one day i don't know a few weeks back i went running with y'all yeah mm-hmm. and you know i was running with them and i yeah. was keeping up and i'm thinking yeah. to myself i haven't run five miles and i couldn't tell you yeah. how long so i was a little yeah. nervous that yeah. i would be left behind and oh. i was like what the second one back and these two were like behind us and i'm like where the we'll did they, they go eventually? They stopped at Starbucks. Yeah, no, we finished our
1: run. We were we ran our full mileage, and then we were like, why go back to the gym? We're just going to be at Starbucks, and we'll mosey back to the gym." So it was it was perfect. Yeah, that sounds great.
4: I mean, I was
2: waiting hungry at the gym for you guys, but whatever.
4: That's what you get for trying to show off your running skills. She was
2: hangry. That's exactly yeah
1: I did. I ran my first ten miler last week. And Mary Beth, Mary Beth and I, I together. Was, I was there. And it's literally from like <laughs> downtown Charleston to Sullivan to Sullivan's beach. And then, yeah. and then yeah. you Good call you a guys. lift from the beach and say, come yeah. pick my ass up and yeah. take me for real."
2: I have to, I, I want to divert the subject or the, yeah. the, the, the conversation back yep, to yeah. Greer because I really want, I wanted to make sure I said this to you. Um, so I mean, you and I've been going to Rhapsody pretty much same time I guess yeah. and I remember meeting you and you were just as so sweet and, <laughs> um, but like you know a few months go by and I remember walking into the gym one day and I think it was standing now behind the desk and you were working out and I was waiting for class and I forget where we I mean you might have been doing like back squats or something because you're backwards towards me and I was like oh, is that Greer look at those muscles yeah. And uh, Alan and Sam were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "She looks damn good." So yeah. I just wanted to tell you that you looked really awesome. Gru, do yeah, you
4: like I CrossFit? You with me always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when I'm getting dressed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you like
1: about CrossFit? What What does it give you?
4: Um... Well, since I go at the end of like the workday, it is so I feel like it's just so therapeutic to just kind of like kill Mm -hmm. yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, there's your self care right there. Yeah, I feel like I get a whole rebirth when it's over. I just feel like I go and like black out for an hour. Yeah, and come out. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm talking about too. Like you just show up and do what you're told. It's the nicest thing ever to be told what like. Tell me exactly what to do. Great. Tell me to do it better and yeah. faster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't have to think about anything yeah. besides moving. Awesome. Think about a lot. I
2: just know that we're not going to be running partners. That's I a bummer. Know. But no. so Greer,
0: <laughs> we always like to ask people um, a question. If if people um, only knew, what is one thing that people don't know about you that that you wish that they knew about you?
4: Oh, uh, I'm really, really, really shy, but mm. I understand it's really not appropriate to be shy in your thirties or like 20s. <laughs> <laughs> So um,
0: when you're adults, <laughs> when you have grown up and
4: you can't hide behind your mom's leg. <laughs> um, so I work really hard at not being shy and I think most people don't think I'm shy, but I, I am really shy and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm always working to put myself, out of my comfort zone, which is also going to your gym. I'm always out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and feeling shy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I mean, I, I understand that, but you're also
1: incredibly funny too.
4: You are. Yeah. Everyone should know that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm a genius at (laughs) hilarity.
1: And you know what? The the most impressive (laughs) thing is you love what you do and Mm -hmm. what a gift it is to wake up every day Mm -hmm. and do what you love. And that's something that, you know, we all, Take for granted at times, but I think that if you know, like we said, Alan and I we try to live our life that you don't need to take a vacation from. You know, yes, you do need to get away occasionally, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not like, not we're going to Disney. To Disney, Disney World. Maybe a little. You more are often. not canceling that trip. <laughs> it is Disney's I'm a few going weeks to the Magic away. Kingdom. We are. We're really excited about it. <laughs> but you know, if, if if you can live a life that you don't need a vacation from, it's a very very special life. It's very true. And, and I, um, I I encourage everyone to strive for that. And it's about the people that you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yes. You know.
0: No assholes around me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that inappropriate? I'm sorry. Greer, we <laughs> love you. <laughs> yeah.
1: We love you and thanks for being on with us. Where can people where can people find um the Harbinger?
4: On Instagram, it's at the Harbinger Cafe. And it's the same thing for our website. It's HarbingerCafe.com. And then we're located on King Street. Half a mile north of Rhapsody. Ooh, <laughs> you are our landmark. You are the star <laughs>
0: on your map, and then you go north. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like that, you are here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: what is it? It's eleven. What's
4: eleven o seven? Eleven o seven.
0: Eleven o seven. King. King, Street. King Street. Yeah. Greer, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank we you. love you. We so love you so much. much. You Keep bo- beast moding it at the Harbinger and in the CrossFit classes.
1: I love Greer. Oh man. She's I'm in amazing. love. Oh I'm also i so hungry you, now. I will tell I you, I know she talked about cakes and bars, but you must go on Sundays if you're in Charleston to the Harbinger for donut day. Donut oh donut yes. day. Oh, I've never been to donut day. I
2: was there day. this past
0: Sunday.
1: Donut oh. donuts like you've never had before, I yeah. guarantee okay. you. There's it was like
2: a Sh- strawberry
1: jam on top. <gasps> there was like a lemony one. Oh. Yes.
2: Okay, can very, we do
3: that good. after our run? No. Yes, yeah. we can on Sunday. I'm in on that. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Guess what this week is? What? We've made it one year at Rhapsody. It's our what? one year anniversary. Bum, ba, da, da. Yay! And you've oh. both been with us since day one. Mary Beth did CrossFit before, but Jen, this is Right, your... so
2: this will be my one year anniversary of CrossFit. Yeah. How Holy awesome is that? Moly. That's for Jen. Yeah. Holy
1: moly. Yeah, we've totally made it. So I can't believe It's like believe you pinch that. yourself. You're it, like, oh man, because you know, in the beginning, you're like, maybe we'll be here next month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for maybe real, we'll though. Stay. Well, yeah. that's how, well, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, well, maybe I'll come back. No.
1: Yeah, just, <laughs>
0: just yeah, just yeah.
1: yeah and I started texting you.
2: Yeah. I'm like, where are you at?
0: <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, pretty awesome. It is that we are here, and I can't also believe that it's been a year. It's been like that. It's it's for like a flash. I know. The
3: days are long, years are short. Oh gosh time flies when you're having fun.
0: It's true. It's very true. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. what's what's next, or is that for another episode Ooh. Um,
1: with the Rhapsody? Yeah, with we the, have some stuff in the mind. Empire. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the the next obvious step was the radio show, and we wanted to do Rhapsody Radio, mm-hmm. and we've had like amazing response. You should see some. It's been great. I've even got some letters already from people. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Letters? Great. Yeah. Really insightful things what that they're learning from the show. That I was just I know. I know. I, yeah. know. I hoard them all with right. Alan. Clearly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. But no, yeah. some really, really great feedback. So thank you for everyone out there for all your support. It's Remember, amazing. You can follow amazing. us at the Rhapsody Radio Show at Instagram. And please engage with us.
0: Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at info at Rhapsody Radio Dot com. You would
1: love to have ideas about future guests, Please topics, do. anything you want to hear about. We will tackle here, but some exciting stuff coming up for Rhapsody Radio. Yes, and for Rhapsody CrossFit.
2: Whoopee. Exciting! And
1: love you guys. See you in two weeks. <laughs>